Thanks for joining us here at the river. My name is Charles. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, we've been in this great sermon series called How Do I Really Feel About God? Because, you know, we all know there is a right answer to the question, How do I feel about God? Right? You're not supposed to feel bad. There's a right answer. And so we emphasize the word really. How do we really feel about God? And it's been really a great sermon series. And today I want to talk about how we feel about God honestly when times turn bad. You know, you have good times. But you know what they say about the good times? You know the, the phrase, good times never last. Good times never last. They come to an end. And how do we feel about that when things are good, you feel good, life is good, and then bam, life turns sour. Things turn bad. God disappoints you. How do you feel about that? It actually connects to one of the themes that we've been looking at the last few weeks. You know, all these characters from Bible stories, the older son in the prodigal son story, fearful servant, Martha from Mary and Martha, they all had to deal with disappointments. They all have this complaint that life is not fair, God is not fair, It was something that they had to deal with. And so that connects to what I want to talk about today. Because it's true, life sometimes turns. So like maybe you had a great friendship. You know, maybe in junior high you had a best friend forever, BFF. You guys know that, right? That phrase, BFF, as soon as you put the forever in there, you know it's going to end, right? So the BFF stabs you in the back or something. How do you, how do you deal with that? Or maybe, maybe you had a great job and, and you just know you are sad, it feels great, things are going good. And then like your company gets bought out or something. And then your boss changes and everything turns south and, and you just feel like, what happened? You feel like you got hit by a truck. How do we deal with that? How do we respond to that? How do we feel about God when things like that happen? You know, there are songs about this, right? Malcolm Moore had a song called Good Old Days, right? He said, I wish somebody would have told me someday these will be the good old days. Someday soon your whole life's going to change. You miss the magic of the good old days. It's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> But it's true because the songs about it. Or even better, you know, like I like the old songs. You know, Bruce Springsteen had a song called. Let's listen to this for a little bit. <laughs>
Good song, isn't it? They don't make them like they used to. Those were the good old days. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But, you know, what a, what a song. It's a very popular song. Everybody knows it. It resonates with everybody. It's not just relevant to a hotshot baseball player in high school, like in the song. Everybody has a, a sense of this. Bible talks about it as being fundamental and universal to human existence. At the very beginning of the Bible, we have two characters. Adam and Eve, representing humanity, right? And they start out their life in paradise, in the Garden of Eden. And it's good there. It's wonderful there, right? There's no crime. You don't have to apply for jobs, right? Everything's taken care of. Everything's beautiful. And the food, oh my gosh, Everything's delicious. It's like five-star Michelin chef. Better than that. And it's right there. Everything's taken care of for you. It's wonderful. But man, they get kicked out. Bummer, right? I mean, you wish they didn't get kicked out, but they do. They get kicked out. And I don't want to get into all the whys and hows and the lessons of, of, of why they get kicked out and all that. We do that often enough. For today, I just want to focus on the fact that they had it good. They had glory days, and then they lost it. And they can't get it back. He says, after sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim. Cherubim is an angel. Mighty angel. And they make the point of saying mighty angel. With Uh, to the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. As if the mighty angel was not enough. (laughs) You got the flaming sword too. So they are parked right outside the gate to the east of Eden. So we get the picture, right? You can't get back. The way back is guarded with impossible barriers. God made it impossible to go back. What do we do with that? What do we do with this spiritual sense deep inside all of us that we lost something? That we lost the glory days? That we lost the good old days and we can't get it back? That question is critical to our emotional health, life, faith. To all human beings we have to deal with this. There's a French philosopher named Paul Ricoeur, not Ricoeur, Ricoeur, okay, who talks about this aspect of human existence with what he calls first naivete and second naivete. First naivete is when you have stardust in your eyes. You can't see straight because you are just blinded. It's the honeymoon period. Maybe you just got married. And it's the honeymoon period. Everything is just wonderful. You know, you found your soulmate. You are set. And you sing songs like, this love's going to last forever. You know? And you're walking on cloud nine. 
But it ends, guys. I'm sorry to break it to you. If this is you know, if this is news to you, if you're just married and you are having a good time, please stay in that space as long as you can. You know, but it ends. It does. It ends. What do you do with that? You know, or in faith settings, maybe like you just discovered God and. And faith is working like magic. Prayers work. You know, you just feel like you found the light of your life. If you just walk this path, everything's going to work out. If you just pray hard enough, if you just follow God's rules well enough, if you find the right pastor to follow, it's all going to work. You're never going to get hurt again. God is with you. You go from triumph to triumph. It's awesome. You remember that? Does it last? It doesn't last. It ends. And and one response to that is do everything possible to try to get it back. You know, turn back the clock. Go back. Go back to that time. Fight the angel with the flaming sword. You know, you can overcome it. Get back in there because, you know, the life outside Eden, that's not nice. east of Eden. I mean, it's scary out there. Bad things happen. It's empty. It's barren. Hard things happen. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. And you just, it's like, I want to go back. You know, it was nice back then. So, so like the Glory Day song, you know, you can like, go to a bar and sing about the glory days, you reminisce about the glory days, you try to recapture the magic somehow, you, you, you go way into the collectibles, you know, like you collect them, you buy them, you got these things. Well, you know, I was never into them, so that doesn't bring back any. But, you know, I got other things like Thundercats, you know. Remember that? And it's fun, retro, you know, bring it back. It brings back good memories. And and I have nothing against collectibles. And it's nice to reminisce and all that. But it is dangerous. If if it pulls you back into the past and gets you stuck there. If If you refuse to submit to God's plan, Because it is God who placed that angel and the flaming sword there. He's saying you can't go back. If you refuse to submit to that, and you try to go back, and you try to relive in the past, then you can get stuck. You're supposed to, we're supposed to walk outside and explore the big world that's out there. But instead, we can be tempted to just park right outside the east of Eden. We can't go back, but you know, I'm going to go as close to it as possible. And I'm never going to leave these walls. Because you know, I can kind of peek you know, over the wall what it was like. So I'm just going to live here. I'm going to build a tent here. I'm going to camp outside the gate. And I'm going to talk about you know, what it was like. I describe it. I talk about the golden days. And I, I try to come up with plans. Somehow, maybe I can like scale the wall. Maybe we can like, you know, if we, if we pass enough godly laws in America, you know, maybe we can recapture the past. 
you know, make America great again, right? Yeah, let's make America great. I have nothing against that. I, I want to make America great again. But part of the appeal of that slogan, make America great again, there is that desire to go back to the 50s. Because those were the times that was like great for white middle class America. Those were great days. Look, you know, you could, you could drop out of high school and walk into a factory floor, GM factory, and you could get a job that day. And it'll pay you the equivalent today of six-figure salary. You know? And, and, and they will give you, you can retire at 50 and the pension will take care of you for the rest of your life. Doesn't that sound nice? Those, those, that's good times, you know? So no wonder we have this nostalgia and try to capture those days back. But folks, we forget. This was right after World War II. Do you know what happened during World War II? Every developed nation on the face of the earth was bombed to smithereens. Germany, England, you know, Japan, everybody got bombed to smithereens. The only industrial base left on earth was America. The only factories left was in America. So no wonder you could just walk in and just make it like kings, you know, because there was nobody else who had factories. So those days are not coming back, guys. Even if we tried to bomb everybody else, now we got, now we got robots in the factory floors. <laughs> It's never coming back. Never. There is an angel with a flaming sword. There's only one way forward. You know? And to be honest with you, the 50s, No, thank God we, don't, we are not going back there, actually. Because those were not that great for a lot of unseen people. If you're suffering under segregation, you know, the times back then, for the minorities, for women, the misogyny, the, the chauvinism, the, you know, all these abuse scandals that's coming out these days, like Harvey Weinstein, have you been following? Like, everybody's coming out. saying all these horrible things were happening as if that was just, it was just to be taken. Well, in the 50s, all the stuff that was happening, every time period has a dark side to it. But we have selective memory. We, we like to think about the happy days. Remember that show, Happy Days? <laughs> Fonzie, I love Fonzie. Just makes you... Oh, yeah. It all works. It's fun to reminisce. But if you refuse to submit to God's plan and just camp outside east of Eden, you know, that's not a good plan. Um, you know, just coming up, you know, it's okay to reminisce. When it gets bad is when you just try to like, you can't let go. You have to bring it back. And this is why sometimes you hear some national Christian leader, whenever there's a disaster, like a hurricane, some national Christian leader comes up and says, God is punishing America because we lost our godly ways. So we got to go back. We got to go back to those days. We got to recover those days. Really? Really? 
Days of slavery and segregation were the righteous days before God. That God was so much happier with America. Yeah, go kill people just because of the color. That's good. That's right. No, right? Come on, let's get serious. You know, that's just people stuck there into the past. And so understandably, some people get angry with that. And, 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 and they are like, you guys are idiots. You know, you want to go back? We don't want to go back. And some of, some of the response is like, you know, disillusionment, right? It doesn't work to go back. So the, some people feel like, well, you know, you guys told me that if we could just pass enough laws or, you know, blank, blank, blank. There's a, a plan, right? American dream. Just, just follow the American dream, you know, work hard and everything will work out. Well, it doesn't. You know, blank, 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 just whatever that is. You just get born again, it'll all be good. Gay conversion, it'll be all good. Follow the rules, it'll all be good. And then sometimes we feel like, well, it doesn't work. It didn't work. And you can get mad and disillusioned and disappointed and you can get cynical and hostile. And you can just throw rocks at those people, you know, camped outside east of Eden, you're just throwing rocks. And some of the, some of the conservative liberal fight is along this line of uh, uh, why it gets so emotional. But those are not the only responses that's available to us. Recur talks about another response. He calls it second naivete. Second naivete. You're not this naive person with stardust in your eyes anymore. You wise, you, you wise up. You got some scars. You've been knocked around some. You know life is not that simple. You know that it doesn't work like a formula, you know? Even in faith. You know, you know that you now know that just praying hard enough is not the magic solution to everything. You've been disappointed even by God. You feel disillusioned. Right? But you choose not to get cynical. You choose not to get into despair. You choose to keep going forward. That's second naivete. That's true faith. This is not magical thinking wrapped up as faith. This is real faith. What true faith calls us to is you leave the gate. You leave east of Eden. And you just keep walking forward. Even if it's dark ahead. Even if it's uncertain what's going to happen ahead. You just keep going. Even if you don't have this foolproof plan. That's lighting your way. You just keep going. Because God is with you. You know, trusting that God is walking alongside you. You just go. Yeah, life can disappoint you. But that's life. You can't give up on life. And people, yeah, people can sometimes suck. Can we, can we be honest about yeah. that? The people can suck. I mean, Bible itself says, Jesus trusted no man, for he knew what was in man. But he didn't stop loving mankind. He kept his heart open and soft. He didn't turn cynical and bitter. That's faith. The second naivete. Yeah, that's people. 
You can't give up on people, right? Just keep going. That's what faith can do for you. Faith can free you from expectations of what should be that can turn you cynical and bitter. Faith can free you from needing to control everything so that you you want so that you can take steps forward even if it's dark ahead. Faith can free you from camping outside east of Eden because you accept the uncertainty and unfairness in life. But we don't despair. We're not hopeless. Not because we have some plan, but because God is walking alongside us. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. God will not leave you as orphans all alone in this dark east of Eden world. He is walking alongside us. The name of God in the new covenant is the one who walks alongside us. God's name is not the one who will solve all your problems. God's name is not the one who will just tell you exactly what to do and everything will work out. God's name is the one who will walk alongside you every step of the way. Not ahead of you, not behind you, but alongside you. Step by step. And and if we trust in that, You know, instead of some plan, we trust in God's companionship. We just keep walking and walking and walking and walking. And eventually, you walk long enough, you come around to the other side. And ahead of you is Eden. You know, earth is round. You know that, right? (laughs) You walk long enough, you get back. So you're now at the back of Eden. Hey, ahead of you. It's not behind you. It's ahead of you. It's Eden. And there is no angel with flaming sword on that side of Eden. That's how salvation works. It's ahead of you, not behind you. Your life is ahead of you. Your life is not behind you. That's where God can be found. God said through prophet Isaiah, Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. But now, all you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze. This is what you shall receive. You will lie down in torment. Doesn't that sound harsh? I mean... All of us who are walking in darkness. What's wrong with lighting some torches so we can have some light ahead? And also we know where we are headed. So we know we got a plan. What's up with this? I believe this is talking about idolatry. I believe this is talking about what we've been talking about, that east of Eden in this darkness. We don't know what's ahead. We don't see how it's going to all pan out. And so our temptation is to come up with some plan. We light some torch. We say, if we do this, if we are godly enough, if we do this enough, if we 
then everything will work out and we have this light by which we walk. And God is saying, all of those things will disappoint you. All of those plans will only bring you pain. Good times never last. It will only disappoint you. It's only pain down that path. What we are supposed to do in the dark, even if we don't see an inch ahead, God says, trust in God who is walking alongside you and trust only in that. Don't trust in the past, some plans, some guru. God is with us. Emmanuel. That is our only hope. That is what faith is. That will keep your heart soft. That will keep your life open to wonder and joy no matter what hits you. As many of you know, I have struggled with back pain for many years. Since my 20s, when I first had a back disc, L4, L5, go bad on me. It's been a struggle. Many of you know that, right? Well, just two weeks ago, I developed neck disc problem <laughs> this time. So I got C5, C6 that's uh, popped out. So that's not good, right? So now I got headache up here going all the way. I never used to get headaches. Now I have headache all the time. And sometimes it's really bad. I got pain down my arm. And so now it's not just the back. I got this neck issue too. Bummer. Right? That's not fun, guys. And so in this pain, I got to be honest with you. I, I can fall into, you know, I want to turn back the clock. I, I want to go back to my 20s when I didn't have pain. If I could just live one day without pain, that would just be awesome, right? Glory days. Glory days for me is just, if I didn't have to deal with pain, that would be glorious, <laughs> okay? So, you know, I, I, you know, I can kind of like reminisce about those days and I would love that. I pray for recovery. I pray for healing. And I've seen God do amazing things. Miraculous healings in other people. And even when my first disc problem happened, God did some miraculous, amazing things back then. So I pray for that. I pray, God, you're the same God. You know, can you do it again, please? That would be great. But what God tells me is that God doesn't do the same thing twice again. God is the ever-creative God. He doesn't like to repeat himself. You know, there's like, you know, you heard about like these like snowflakes, how not even two snowflakes, they're like cheesy songs about like, cheesy sayings about how no two snowflakes are the same, so everyone's unique and precious. You know about that? That's cheesy, right? But there's another way to take it. God doesn't even make two snowflakes the same. He's the ever-creative God. He's always doing new things. My hope is God doing new things in the future. My hope is not God doing the same thing He did in the past. 
My life is ahead of me, not behind me. I can't get stuck back there. There's even research that says if you just wish for, wistfully wish for your youth, the glory days, it will make you age prematurely. There's research that shows that. I mean, man, I got disc problems. If I age prematurely too, I really can't afford that, guys. (laughs) Not a good idea. Let's not go there. We are all called to live by faith rather than lighting our own torch with some foolproof plan. My hope is not in solving my problems. My hope is not finding some guru physical therapist who will take the pain away. Because folks, I'm just getting older and older and older. Nobody came up with a solution to getting older. Yeah? We're all getting older. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? There is no permanent solution. Only God who has our lives in His hands and who loves us, who is with us, and who will always be with us, He is our hope. As King David prayed, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, there's no light, the darkest of the dark. I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. God is beside us, walking alongside us. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. This is true faith. Doesn't that encourage you? Lift you up? Doesn't that ring true in the depth of your soul? This is true faith. Great prayer. Let me give you some practical suggestions on how to live by this faith. First, obvious one, don't try to relive the golden past. Everyone has some golden past. Pretty much everyone. And that's why songs like Glory Days resonate so much. Everyone has some of those days. And it's fun to reminisce, but wishing for the glory days is not just harmless pastime activity. It can get you stuck. If it brings you to the past and holds you there. Because our life is ahead of us. So whenever you find yourself and I'm just reminiscing, and you can't get out. <laughs> you know, you're just stuck, wishing for the past. Like the Glory Days song talks about. All he kept talking about is Glory Days. He can't talk about the present. He can't talk about what's going on today. All he can talk about is the Glory Days. Stop. If you're coming up with plan after plan to recapture the magic somehow, stop. Tell yourself, this is not 
faith. This is not faith. This is not trusting in God who has great things ahead of me. He does. God has heaven ahead of us. But if we are stuck in the past at the east of Eden, we're not going to get to enjoy what God has for us new in the future. For His mercies are new every morning. Every day it's new. There's new stuff coming our way. Keep your eyes open to that. So just keep going, trusting God is with me. And I got to find new ways to live life great. Amen? What helps with that is to notice the good things in the moment. What helps with living by faith, Sarah preached about this last Sunday, to notice the good things in every moment, in the present moment. You know, David says, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. What's so interesting about this is that there's a feast that God has for us in the presence of my enemies. And I used to think, with all this pain going on, I can't really enjoy my life until the pain's gone, until I'm better. So I got to like, you know, work hard, find a great physical therapist, do everything I can to get healed and get better. And once I am better, then I can enjoy life. Have you ever fallen into anything like that? When I am blah, 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 then I will be happy. Yeah? Once I find my soulmate, then I will be happy. Once I get married, then I'll get happy. Oh, trust me. There's a lot of challenge ahead of you. Okay? I love, I love being married, but there are challenges. Marriage is not the solution to every life's ill. Okay? Once I find a great job, once I become like a Broadway actor, then I'll be happy. Once I'm a Wall Street eye banker, then I'll be happy. Anybody guilty of that? Of course, we all are. It doesn't work like that. We got to find the feast of God in the presence of my enemies. My pain is my enemies. But I got to find the joy and the fullness of life in the midst of my pain. Because if I don't, it will never happen. It just will never happen because guess what, guys? Your enemies will never disappear. They will always be there. Agreed? And this is what God can do for us in the midst of of our difficulties and struggles. God opens up this possibility of life in all its fullness in the midst of our enemies. That's what faith is. And, and, and so that's why we recommend cultivating personal and close connection with the living God. The key in this psalm that David prays is that you are close beside me. That's really the key verse. God is close. And David lived his whole life with this sense, God is my personal friend. 
He is close beside me. And that is the new covenant promise. That with the death of Jesus on the cross, that God has come near every single one of us. And he is walking alongside us. And, and that's why church is good. We come to church, we talk about these kinds of things. Because it helps us sharpen our awareness of God's presence walking alongside us. And that's our hope, being connected to God. But, and also walking together as a church. It's my final suggestion. Make sure of good travel companions. Because we are in the east of Eden. We are in darkness. And God tells us not to light any torches. So if you're walking in the dark, it's nice to have someone to walk with you. Don't you think? It's really nice. This church community means so much to me. I don't think I can do it by myself. It's just too hard. We need to walk this journey together, encouraging each other, telling each other, this is the way forward. Not because we know the path ahead, because it's clear to us, but because God is with us. And encouraging one one another to live in faith like this, this is so precious. So invest in this These these people, these friendships, they can encourage one another to keep going in the darkness, east of Eden, with God's presence next to us, and we will find fullness of life that Jesus promises. Amen? Amen? Let me pray for us. God, we just want to thank you that you are with us. That in the midst of all life's problems, your answer is not, I will solve it all for you. Your answer is, I will walk with you. Thank you for Jesus, who became a human being and walked our journey. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who walks alongside us. Help us, God, to live by faith. That we wouldn't trust in some plan, but we would trust in your presence that can help us keep walking into our future with hope, with joy, with softness of heart. And that's how we will find life in all its fullness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.